Hello, welcome to the Art of Fantasy podcast with me, Anshuman Mitra. Today, we're going to be talking about building our fantasy teams for the upcoming European Championships. Is it Euro 2020 or Euro 2021? I'm not too sure, but I assume you know what I'm talking about. Whether you haven't made your team yet or are a few tinkers in, I hope this will help you build a team to win your mini leagues. And who knows, maybe the competition itself. One can always hope, right? But mostly, I hope you have fun playing this game and listening to this podcast. First, a disclaimer, the game we're going to talk about on this podcast is the official UFR Euro Fantasy game. I've seen the fan team version of this talking about on Twitter, but this podcast will be focused on the official fantasy game. So I thought I'd just put that out there. The way this episode is structured is that I will examine the merits and demerits of the fantasy assets by cost price. So the premium price players first, followed by a few mid-price gems, and then finally, the budget enablers. I won't go through every single player on the price list, but rather only those that are nailed on to play. That is not to say players who won't start every game shouldn't have a place in our teams, but the bedrock of our teams has to be founded upon players who will start every game and that will be the focus of this episode. Without further ado, these are the players I believe we should be considering for our fantasy teams. First, the premium players or the must-haves. Now, why are they the must-haves? Well, quite simply, these players are the most bankable, reliable options. They are the talisman of their teams. Everything goes through them. They have high goal involvement percentages, which means they are very likely to be involved when their team scores either as the goal scorer or the assister, which makes them great captaincy options also. All in all, there's a reason why they cost the most. So, who are they? In descending order, Sorted by price, we first have Cristiano Ronaldo at 12 million. Yes, he's no spring chicken at 36. This isn't the Ronaldo of Manchester United. This isn't the Ronaldo of Real Madrid. But he was still the golden boot winner in Serie A. This guy is a winner and he ain't here to make up the numbers. He wants to win and he wants to win bad. What makes him such a strong fantasy option is that the team is geared towards getting the most out of him. Portugal are defending champions, but I don't think their style will change much. The core of this team is still the same. Fernando Santos is still the coach. They will look to be compact and tight defensively and hit on counter-attacks and maximize set plays. Any indirect free kick, they'll look for Ronaldo. Balls out wide, they'll look for Ronaldo. Penalty, Ronaldo. He'll be furthest forward and the one player with permission to conserve energy for attacks. He's a penalty box predator, a real poacher, and Portugal have some fantastic players to supply him in Rafael Guerrero, João Cancelo, and Bruno Fernandes. I still think he's a no-brainer option, but what you have to weigh up is how spending 12 mil on him affects the other areas in your team. And there are other premium options in the game who will be competing with him for a spot in your team. You don't want to unbalance your squad by getting in too many of them, say more than three, 
and leave it weak in other areas lastly and very importantly portugal are in the group of death with france and germany so the fixtures aren't very kind for him therefore his potential to explode and get you a huge haul will be limited number 2 on the list we have kylian mbappe at 12 million france are ranked second in the world but for me they are the favorites to win the tournament they are on the back of a very impressive world cup win where they were just too strong for anyone else they blew croatia away 4-2 in the final and they have the best squad in the tournament kylian mbappe is also the best player in the world for me this kid doesn't care about stage or reputation he could score a hat-trick in the final and no one would blink an eye the only person i can compare him to is the brazilian ronaldo internationally when you pay 12 mil for an asset you want to hit big with them and he offers that explosive potential as with ronaldo he's in the group of death which isn't good but again it's kylian mbappe and france are the best team in the tournament next up at 11.5 mil is harry kane who's the most selected player in the game at the time of recording at 43% kane is at the peak of his powers at 27 he's coming off the back of a golden boot winning season with tottenham and crucially england are in a favorable looking group with croatia scotland and the czech republic he will be central to everything england do and has all the roots to points if you played the fantasy premier league this year you know what happens when you bet against harry kane you lose also at 11.5 we have mr robert lewandowski maybe the most clinical finisher in world football he's never been able to show his true level internationally because poland have been very passive in years gone by but that could be about to change with the arrival of paulo sosa the ex swansea and fiorentina manager who is known to be intense and likes his teams to play football the right way he will be more committed to attacking football than his predecessor and if lewandowski gets the service there's no one else you'd rather put your house on to take the chances priced 0.5 million cheaper is big romelu lukaku fresh off a serie a title win with internazionale milan where he scored 24 goals lukaku can be a frustrating own at times but he has that explosive potential belgium are the top ranked team in the world going into the euros and lukaku will have the supply line that all forwards crave but even more importantly lukaku is a captain option for all three match days in the group stage you can just give him the captaincy and take it easy just put your feet up enjoy the football of all the premiums we have discussed so far he has arguably the best fixtures uh he plays russia denmark and finland its form meets fixtures and exactly what you want for fantasy football also at 11 million is antoine griezmann france's leading assister over euro qualifying qualifying okay that's a new word qualifying yeah let's try that he's likely to be playing just behind mbappe and benzema in the hole great player explosive potential but not the best fixtures group of death remember then a little bit cheaper is kdb as we affectionately all call him kevin de bruyne at 10.5 million he suffered a nasty uh, nose and orbital fracture in the champions league final so do check on him like check in on his fitness if you plan to have him in your team he was belgium's leading assist over qualifying he's good for a long range goal which gets you the extra point in euro fantasy he has multiple routes to points if fit he'll take the lion's share of set pieces and his open play creativity will be off the charts Also at 10.5 mil a similar player to KDB is Bruno Fernandes 
Now we all love owning Bruno in FPL, don't we? Penalty merchant, right? No offense, Man United fans. No offense. I mean, you guys get penalties for everything, but okay. No, no, no complaints from this Liverpool fan here. I think he's less appealing than an FPL because he won't be Portugal's penalty taker. I wouldn't have thought. Uh, you know, with Ronaldo knocking about, and with Ronaldo and Jota in the team, I think he's gonna be a creative player. You know, he's gonna try and supply them. 10.5 is a little bit steep for a uh, little bit steep metal steep. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's my first podcast, man. Forgive me. 10.5 is a little bit steep for a creator. So um, I, I think he's a little overpriced in this game. He also, he doesn't have penalties. So and and Portugal are in the group of death as mentioned before. Making his comeback for France after an international hiatus is Karim Benzema at 10 million. I think he's a very underrated player. I'd love to tip him here, but his fixtures again, group of death. All these good players, man. They they they're in the group of death. Also, price at ten million is his Real Madrid teammate Eden Hazard. Boy, has his career gone off the rails, huh? On his day, he's unplayable, right? What a player! But he's just not been fit for the past couple seasons, and that makes him a wait and watch for me. Maybe he'll become a factor later in the tournament. Now, a player I believe is being overlooked to a certain extent. Memphis Depay also coming in at a hefty 10 million, and maybe that's it. It's the price that is dissuading people. The Dutch are reliant on a number of young players, but they have verve, exuberance, and excellent fixtures to boot. Depay is in hot, hot form, coming off a personal best 20 goal, 12 assist season in Ligue 1. It's this combination of goals and assists that is making me salivate. He is the Dutch talisman. Everything goes through him. He drops in between the lines to link up play, whilst also playing on the shoulder of the last man and running in behind. He also takes the lion's share of set pieces. The avenues to points, allied with the combination of hot form and fixtures, is just too good to ignore for me. My advice would be get him in. If De Boer doesn't shit the bed like he did with Palace, Netherlands should comfortably romp to the round of 16. Chiro Immobile priced at 10 million seems a great fantasy option. The Nerazzurri scored a competition high 37 goals over Euro qualifying. Again, qualifying they're just flying in the qualifiers and they just conceded four. They also are on a 26 match uh, winning streak and have great fixtures. Investment in Italy is a must. Immobile is coming off the back of a 20 goal season in Serie A. He has flattered to deceive in the past, however, and could be subbed off early and not see the full 90 minutes of action often. It may be wise then to look at an Italian midfielder who's cheaper. More on that when we cover the mid-price gems. Next up, we have the German duo of Serge Gnabry and Leroy Sané at 9.5 million. Both explosive players on their day, but their price and fixtures may mean there's better value elsewhere. Another option at 9.5 mil is Raheem Sterling of England. Now, England are a minefield of fantasy options with enough attacking midfielders to stock up four or five other nations. But I think Sterling is most likely to play out of all of them. He's usually priced around 11 or 12 mil in FPL, so he could represent good value here. But he's been in very frustrating finishing form in the Premiership this season, so tread carefully. Also at nine and a half mil is the Welsh wizard Gareth Bale, who carries his country on his shoulders. Much of Wales's fortunes will depend on how he performs. 
He's the absolute definition of a talisman and is very unlikely not to be involved when Wales score. He has struggled to play a couple games a few days apart this season. That and Wales' general standing is a cause of worry. But his individual quality means he can score against anyone at any time. You never write Gareth Bale off. Price a little lower than Bale is Christian Eriksen at 9 million. Eriksen's form has tailed off in the last couple seasons, but he's the most important cog in this Danish team. Capable of unlocking a defense with his creativity, he's also good for a long-range goal. The Danes have strong fixtures in match days 1 and 3, but I don't expect them to be a high-scoring team this tournament, with head coach Hulmand renowned for being an excellent defensive coach. Also at 9 mil is Kai Havertz, the player of the Champions League final. After a slow start, his form at Chelsea has picked up under Tuchel, a coach who understood and played to his strengths. Kai isn't a winger, he isn't a 9 or a 10, but he has traits of all of the above with a special knack for breaking into the box. He comes alive when confronting the keeper 1v1, as we saw in the Champions League final. He will be out of position in the German front line. He's classified as a midfielder and he's only owned by 2%, so he could be a good differential, but given Germany's tough start to the Euros, he may be a wait-and-watch candidate for later in the tournament. And lastly, on the list of premium players is Spain's Alvaro Morata, coming in at 9 million. Morata is a chronic XG underachiever. His poor finishing could make him a frustrating own. He isn't a pure goal scorer, and that's the dichotomy with Morata. You know he will get chances playing as the number 9 for the Spanish team. But if he can take his chances is another matter altogether. To round off this section on premium price players, I wanted to share three names in my current tinker just to give you a sense of objectivity because I know I went through a lot of players there. The three premiums I have right now are Kane, Lukaku and Depay. Mid-price gems. Now say you nail your premiums. That's still not going to be enough to win your mini leagues. You're going to have to get value out of the rest of your squad to win. The way this game is priced, I think this next section is going to make or break most teams. With a variety on offer, this is also the best opportunity for managers to differentiate their teams from others. Get your mid-price players right and you will fly. To start, we have three players priced at 8.5. First, Diogo Jota, who made a bright start to his Liverpool career this season, scoring 9 Premier League goals in 12 odd 90s. Such was his influence, Jurgen Klopp began rotating the much-wanted front three of Mane, Firmino and Salah to accommodate Jota in his sight. Only a lengthy injury and forced absence stopped him from getting better numbers. Jota is a very streaky player and you want to get on him when he's scoring goals. He's only just returned from another injury that kept him out of Liverpool's last three games. But checking in on him during the friendly versus pain, he looked fit, sharp and ready for the Euros. He will occupy the left-wing role for Portugal and will be responsible for the goal scoring alongside Ronaldo. It's just Portugal and the group of death that puts me off. When we spoke about Chiro Immobile, I mentioned it might be worth looking at a cheaper Italian midfielder and that would be Lorenzo Insigne. He's likely to play 90 minutes of every game. He's the closest thing Italy have to a talisman and offers great creativity and goal threat. He's just got 19 goals and 8 assists 
for Napoli. Italy are on a 26 game unbeaten streak as mentioned before. Maybe the form team heading into the tournament. They scored the most goals of anyone qualifying with 37 in 10 games and Mancini has made it clear he will not be reverting to Catanaccio. They will look to play attacking football. I think he's a solid sexy pick only owned by a paltry 4%. I've seen a lot of people pick Chiesa and I'm scratching my head here like I really don't get that. Chiesa is likely to come off the bench but he isn't likely to start. Berardi is a decent option but he isn't likely to play 90 minutes. I I think you're overthinking it if you go for an Italian midfielder other than Insigne. Next, we have Ivan Perisic also at 8.5. Croatia play a 4-3-3 false nine with Kramaric as the false nine dropping deep. to allow Perisic and Rebic the wide forwards to move ahead of him and get the big chances kind of like Firmino does for Mane and Salah at Liverpool Perisic was underwhelming for Inter but don't let that fool you he has solid international pedigree he's one of the fittest footballers around he can score spectacular goals tap-ins headers all manner of goals and he will be the Croatian talisman His match day one game against England appears a little underwhelming but he has two good fixtures against the Czech Republic and Scotland. I think Perisic is a decent option. Alexander Isaac at 8 mil is of the back of a 17 goal season in La Liga with Real Sociedad. I think the 6 foot 2 inch striker is one of the best young players in Europe and could be a good option. He has a stone opening fixture against Spain followed by two better ones against Slovakia and Poland. Burak Yilmaz at 8 mil has been a prolific scorer in Turkey down the years. He moved to Lille this season and scored 16 goals for them in Ligue 1, firing them to the title and breaking PSG's hegemony. If you're looking at a mid-price striker, I would recommend Burak. He will be central to Turkey's fortunes. I think Turkey might surprise a few people at the Euros. They have Italy, Wales and Switzerland in their group. The last two are very targetable fixtures and I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled off an upset against Italy either. It's also the opening game of the tournament and you want to have players playing in the games you watch. So it could be a good fun pick. Thorgan Hazard is likely to be the left side midfielder for Belgium. Uh they arrive as the number one ranked team in the world like his brother eden he's very agile and can be impossible to restrain in a 1v1 he's got amazing ball striking technique he could be a shrewd pick at just 8 mil playing for one of the favorites with good opening fixtures if you believe in poland's chances but don't want to stretch to a lewandowski at 11 mil then arkadius milik at 8 mil could be a cut cut price option he's a slight injury doubt so do check to see if he comes through the Poland Iceland friendly game on skate if he does he will start the tournament Yusuf Polson at 8 mil could be another shout for the mid-price striker spot now Ferran Torres of Spain is a very intriguing option he can play right wing left wing or as the striker which means he's likely to be on the pitch all the time he recently nabbed a very impressive hat-trick for Man City against Newcastle Spain are blessed with a lot of creative talent but they sometimes lack finishers and Ferran is definitely a good finisher. He's also not played a lot of minutes for City which means he will be fresh for the Euros. 
Chengiz Undere for Turkey at 7 mil. He offers pace in behind for counter attacks and is a good option for a goal. Malinovsky of Ukraine offers good value at 7 mil. He's an exciting player who plays his trade for Atalanta in the Serie A and got 8 goals for them. A central midfielder isn't what you want for fantasy but Nicolo Barella at 7 mil offers goals from midfield in the Italian team. He wouldn't be at the top of my list but want to consider. Austria need Marco Arnautovic pretty bad. He's a 7 million priced forward. He will be their talisman if declared fit. Could be a shoot pick if you believe in him. Next player is Jadon Shakiri at 7 mil. I don't rate Switzerland's chances too highly, but being a Liverpool fan, I know how good a player he is. If the Swiss do well, Shaq will have to have a good tournament. Dejan Kulusevski, uh, the Swedish midfielder of Juventus, he's priced at 7 mil. He'll be playing out of position up top with Alexander Isaac for the Swedes. I expect him to have a good tournament. Thomas Suchek at 6.5 mil. One of the best new signings of the Premier League season gone by. He was dubbed the new Fellaini for his habit of breaking into the box from defensive midfield and getting goals, 10 to be exact, which is very impressive for a defensive slash box-to-box midfielder. Imperious in the air with an impeccable timing to arrive in goal-scoring positions, he provides good value. The Czechs will look for him constantly too. Gerard Moreno of Villarreal also valued at 6.5 million scored the opening goal with a great finish in the recently concluded Europa League final where his team was victorious over Manchester United he also managed to hold his nerve in that crazy penalty shootout he could be the value pick in the game 23 goals and 7 assists in La Liga are you kidding me this guy is good His finishing is lethal as he showed in the Europa League final. He will figure on the right of a trident for Spain, who should have a much better tournament after a bitterly disappointing World Cup. Luis Enrique has certainly shaken the squad up. He's picked no Real Madrid players. Brighton have more players in the Spanish team than Real Madrid, which I thought was an amazing stat. There were extenuating circumstances for Spain last time one day, with Lopetegui getting fired just days before the first game. I think Spain and Moreno could have a great tournament this time out. Che Adams at 6.5 mil. I've included him mainly for his price point here. He's currently isolating due to John Flex positive covid test. So make sure he's available if he interests you. Yosua Kimmich of FC Bayern München. He could be a shrewd pick at 6 mil. One I think people are overlooking a little bit. He's Germany's main set piece taker. His eye for a final pass is outrageous. His understanding with Thomas Muller is telepathic. He breaks into the box, looking to latch on to crosses from wide. I'm more surprised when he isn't involved as a creator or a scorer, even though he plays central midfield. He has the roots to points. He's an avenues guy, and yes, group of death, but it's Germany and it's gimmick. Yusuf Yadziki, 5.5 million. He plays some knee through balls for Turkey. He's a good value pick. He has some assist potential for sure. Leonardo Spinazzola, 5.5 million defender. He could be good value if he starts for Italy ahead of Emerson Palmieri with good clean and assist potential. Andy Robertson, the captain of Scotland, plays further forward than Kieran Tierney of Arsenal as a wing back. His delivery is amazing. He's fit as a fiddle. Complete package. Not the worst shout at 5.5 million. 
Thomas Munier at 5.5 mil he's great value for clean sheets and assists maybe the odd stylish goal too for Belgium if you were going a defender in this price range he'd be the one to get that brings me to the end of all the mid price gems i wanted to talk about i'm not going to share the ones in my team right now because i'm less sure of those spots than the premiums and i'm sure there's going to be a lot more tinkering before the tournament gets underway if you're wondering why i've only listed three defenders and no goalkeeper yet this is the section when i'm going to do more of those it's time for some budget enablers there are other good defenders and goalkeepers than the ones i'm going to list here of course but i've tried to distill this section down to the enablers who offer the best points potential and bang for your buck our first budget enabler is unai simon the spanish goalkeeper priced at 5 million he seems to be the number one choice for spain ahead of david de gea spain plays sweden poland and slovakia they will dominate possession in all those games giving their defenders relatively little to do and it's not like the defenders are bad they're pretty capable themselves the next budget enabler on this list is one of eric garcia or pau torres now this is a bit of a cop out on my part because i'm not too sure who's more likely to partner emerick laporte at center back for spain if you can read which one though he could be a 4.5 million rated clean sheet keeping spanish defender next name on my list martin hinteregger the defender or daniel bachman the goalkeeper both 4.5 million priced austrians both starters they could be good value with good fixtures in match days 1 and 3 versus north macedonia and ukraine then we have ugurkan sakir the turkish goalkeeper who has good fixtures in match days 2 and 3 turkey were the most miserly defense over euro qualifying along with belgium conceding just 3 goals over 10 games yokem malo the danish fullback who can play on the right or left as a fullback or wingback i was looking at his heat maps and he really gets up the pitch on the left hand side for denmark it was also very noticeable in the friendly versus germany how he breaks his neck to get up in support of the attack i saw him run past breithwaite the barcelona striker on multiple occasions and breithwaite ain't exactly slow so malo could be fantasy gold and i know i mentioned earlier that hulmand is renowned to be a defensive coach so you could get clean sheet points you could get something in attack also from him with jasper silsen out tim krul gets his chance in goal for the dutch he's a solid experienced pro with a happy knack for saving penalties the dutch could clean any or all three of the opening fixtures I will caveat this by saying they looked shaky defensively against Scotland in their last friendly game though. Another option from the Netherlands, Owen Weindahl. He looks to be the first choice Dutch defender on the left-hand side despite competition from Patrick van Aanholt. De Boer has also said the Dutch will deploy a 5-3-2 formation which should see Weindahl deployed as a wing-back. The 21-year-old has provided 6 assists in the last 2 seasons in the Eredivisie. since breaking through at RZ Alkmaar Jason Denier is the cheapest way into possibly the best defense in the competition in Belgium they conceded a competition best 3 goals over 10 qualifying games Lucas Radecki the 4 million priced starting goalkeeper for Finland is perfect to have on the bench 
If something goes wrong with your first choice, Radecki could come in with a few safe points over the opening stages. Those were all the players I wanted to talk to you about, ladies and gents. I will do another podcast solely focused on strategy for Euro Fantasy and when it may be best to deploy the limitless and wildcard chips. You can find me on Twitter at Anshuman underscore LFC where I will do more Euro Fantasy content in the form of threads and podcasts. Thank you for listening. I hope to have been helpful. If you like this episode, help me grow by subscribing and sharing with your friends. Until next time, this is your host Anshuman signing off.